0: Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 201. Um, you got Chris and Brian. Uh, Today, Chris is going to do most of the talking because I can't. (laughs) And um, he's going to talk about suppressors and kind of the the process with silencer shop and electronic form fours and how all that works. Um, We've seen some renewed interest in people getting suppressors or getting additional suppressors. Uh, Yeah, and the process over the last year has kind of changed from what it was pre um e-files so
1: yeah yeah norm we were going to talk about upper respiratory and sinus infections but decided that since brian can't talk this morning we're going to pass and talk about something more relevant <laughs> um guys we, there's a lot of folks out there who either have done um suppressor purchases form 4 purchases uh in the past and i would say you know like pre e-file kind of stuff and and e-files existed for five years or more now maybe even longer than that 16 something like that but it really went back into effect with silencer shop um the folks at silencer shop kind of brought this back to life as e-forms because e-forms was just more than the atf could handle under form force for suppressors they've been doing it for e-file for form ones for quite some time um you know around building an sbr quote unquote building an sbr or actually manufacturing a can or something like that uh, or or delay on Ghost Guns whatever the case may be, um, the the conversation around this is that it's 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 still the, a similar process but it's a little bit different. It's probably easier on the purchaser's end and significantly more difficult on the seller's end. Um, so I would ask you to you know if you if you've got a, a business that's getting into this you know you want to work with or whatever be be gentle with them because the form four thing and the e form specifically part of that um, is is putting quite a bit more work on the shoulders of your retailer who's getting you your suppressor. Um, The good news is, is in general, it seems to be slightly faster than paper. um, And maybe that'll clean up. Maybe it won't. Um, We'll see what the brace thing does to that because that could inundate the ATF. But that's a whole nother conversation and podcast and probably rant. Um, So... Purchasing a suppressor, uh, we work uh, at our shop, Caps of the Outfitters, work specifically and, and almost exclusively through Silencer Shop, to process form four applications. Uh, the gist of the process is gonna to be to go to our website and, and go to the suppressor page, and then there is a link through that you can click on to Silencer Shop. There's actually a couple. Um, click on the link and get over to Silencer Shop's website and register with Silencer Shop. Give them name, address, phone number, email address, etc. Um, be cognizant that all the information that you give them, you will have to give a second time to the ATF on the eForms page. So make sure that if you have multiple email addresses, um, you know, like you have that email address you give out when you're in some places, you don't want to give out an email address, and don't, don't use that email address because you're going to need it. You're going to need to be able to check that email on a regular yeah. basis, etc. Um, but you know, give them your email address, your phone number, your your home address, all that fun stuff, and get registered with Silencer Shop. That's probably the first thing you want to do. Um, and then along with that, what's going to happen is that's going to kick off a couple of different things for you. Number one, Silencer Shop is going to send you a um, an email with a QR code in that email. That email and QR code will allow you to go into a Silencer Shop kiosk affiliate and utilize that QR code to log in to the kiosk in the store and do your fingerprints uh, the other thing they usually send out around that same time frame is a email that gives you the information for the link to their app with their app you can download a selfie and either attach it via the app or you can take a selfie out of your own photos and just attach it directly to the website yeah. um, if, if you so choose there's a couple different ways to get that information there but that gives you you know most of the stuff that you need to complete the actual form 4 process with the exception of the suppressor itself and then perhaps a trust um, if you if you want to utilize a trust a uh, silencer shop is made this turnkey and kind of a one-stop shop They sell trusts as well um, They do an NFA trust that is an overarching trust that will allow you to put any NFA item under that trust um, And the trust owns it you can name beneficiaries You can name trustees that can be in possession and then beneficiaries for estate planning kind of thing um, And maybe help keep keep the ATFs fingers out of your business or something like that a little bit longer Um, You can also purchase what's referred to as a single-shot trust. A single-shot trust is going to be a trust that is enumerated specifically for one NFA item at a time, under one trust at a time. So, for example, if you bought a, a Q Trash Panda, the name of that trust would be Q Trash Panda, whatever the serial number is, trust. Um, and that's only going to apply to that one device, and and it is a little bit of a cost savings. I think they're twenty five to thirty dollars somewhere in that price range. Um, if you purchase a single shot trust, the only issue would be down the road if you end up with multiple NFA devices and multiple single shot trusts, and you want to put somebody on all of those, you've got to go through and, and amend each one of those docs um, via the ATF, and it can be a little bit cumbersome to do that. So you know, as a general rule of thumb. You know, some people look at like the NFA, un, the unlimited single shot trust and say, hey, well, I can do one of these for each. Right now, they're the same price. Right now, a single shot trust, unlimited single shot trust, and an NFA trust are, the, are within $10 of each other. Um, I, I don't know that it makes sense to do the single shot trust, if you might end up with multiple items and you might end up with, you know, unless it's like multiple trustees where you want a trustee on this one specific item and then a different trustee on this item. But if it's like for estate planning, family planning, that kind of stuff, I think you're better off with the NFA trust. But do your own research and see what works for you.
0: Yeah, unless you want to do really, really granular estate planning, then the single shot trust is kind of nice.
1: Bingo, exactly. And it is good for that if you're saying, hey, one to each kind of mentality or you want to bank these certain things um and go from there um you know so as you're working your way through that the other there are a couple other options you can purchase under an llc at this stage of the game um i've heard probably more heartburn about llc's than positives um and if there's if the llc is actually a functioning existing business right now i do think you're exposing that business to some liability via you know the nfa end of it if firearms are not a part of the business specifically if they are a part of the business then maybe that's a protection that you want I, I don't know that would be something to consult with your attorney about um, you know locally I don't I don't like throwing out ads about people and stuff like that because we don't necessarily have like a working relationship with anybody here locally but for NFA trusts um, I would say take a look in Columbus Ohio at probably uh, Barney and DeBross. Uh, Derek DeBras, um yeah. has been in the firearms rights Light for 20 or 30 years here locally. Um, they're down, I think, on Front Street in Columbus, uh, just south of downtown uh, in that, like, adjacent to German Village Brewery District area. The side of the building says GunLaw.com. They're kind of hard to miss. Uh, I know Derek's been in this business and, and probably provides a level of touch and support that if you want that you want to pay for that they're they're probably the ones locally to go to there um we don't get kickbacks or anything from them or referral fees or referral bonuses or anything like that they're just they're the guys who do a good job and that's that's probably the only referral locally i throw out there if you're just not comfortable with having a trust bought off the internet and so and i get that as well so either way Um, but yeah, you're going to purchase your trust. Um, and again, we do definitely recommend, I I just, I can't think of a good reason to not do a trust. Um, you may not, you may not think you need it today, but the world changes and down the road, it might become something that was probably a better thing to have planned ahead for than to find yourself on the back end wanting to add stuff to it and going, wow, this is going to cost me 200 more dollars per item to push all these into the trust I should have done to begin with. So that's our, that's our, uh, our advice is to definitely push that trust up front and get it done from a procedural perspective um, if you're going to utilize a trust especially an NFA trust we definitely would recommend that you get the trust from from Derek uh, from gunlaw.com or you know from those guys at Barney and DeBrosse, or from silencer shop whichever Uh, we don't make any money on the trust at silencer shop it's not it's not an item that we make a dime on so you know we're not pushing something for us to make more money here it's just the right way to do it you want to go ahead and get your trust before you purchase whatever device um, and you wanna take it to whatever banking institution that you utilize, preferably one that's not anti-gun, um, and go in and set up that trust, get it notarized, you know, get notarized, sign it and all that fun stuff, and then populate, create and populate an account with cash, with money, under the name of that trust so that that banking institution can can either issue you checks or or a card <laughs> it's 2023 um yeah. issue you a bank card you know with the trust name on it and then you as a trustee or a designated trustee that you choose and then purchase any devices that are going to end up in that trust any nfa items with that card yeah. rather along than with, with the, a personal card. that's right
0: along with the tax names
1: yeah along with the tax names you want you know purchase all that you know with the card with that institution's name on it Um, And have that trust card with the institution's name, your name, or whoever—again, whatever designated trustee—that would be the purchaser. um, You know, do it in that fashion so that if there is ever a conversation about, well, Mr. Jones, you didn't buy that; you bought this personally and put it under a trust. Um, The trust didn't buy it. Blah 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 blah. If you go in the order we're describing here, um, then that will alleviate that conversation. Should that ever become an issue with the ATF down the road? um and the atf seems to be changing rules more often than most people change their underwear so i mean you know at this stage of the game any any additional protection you can give yourself against these individuals at the atf sorry i'm trying really hard not to use profanity because right now, yeah commie bastards um either way um violating your civil rights people um huh wonder how they identify do they identify as people who violate your civil rights. Anyway, um, you know, we'll we'll get away from the identification thing. So get that squared away and then purchase the device that you want. Um, A little bit of soul searching and a little bit of research is probably in order here. Um, While I don't want to say to anybody not to use the repository that is the internet for research on things of this nature, because there are some folks out there, whether it's some of the forums or whether it's um, some of the YouTubers and stuff like that that do testing and stuff like that on suppressors, you know Find somebody who you think is reliable somebody who you trust who seems to be giving you good information If you have no clue who that is then that's another conversation um, But you know do your research and figure out what you want you're, you're gonna choose from like six different topics around suppressors um, cost, quiet, weight, mobility, versatility, etc. Um, and go from there so as you're making those decisions, we highly recommend that you call Silencer Shop and have them walk you through that. They have customer service folks there that are that are super tuned into this process. They have a battery of questions they're gonna ask you. They're gonna help you decide what is probably the best device for you. Um, you know, if you want a do-it-all device, then they can help you get there. If you want a you know a one-can, one gun precision rifle conversation, they can help you get there too and they can help you figure out you know, what, what's going to be the best option for you or the best few options for you to choose from and help you get there. Um, with this conversation, if there's a few things that you have narrowed down that are super important to you that lead you to a couple of suppressors that are not in stock, it's probably because there's other people thinking the same way that you are. Um, I would recommend that on this purchase, it's not a compromise kind of purchase. I would, rec- I would really recommend that you, you know, click on the notify me when it's back in stock kind of thing and get the can you actually want um, because there's nothing like spending $1,000 plus a tax stamp and waiting a year to find out that whatever it was you chose is really just not doing what you wanted it to do. Um, and that usually falls under the heading of folks who go out and they buy like the one can they're going to put on all the guns and they end up overspending and end up with a can that's probably more complicated than it needs to be to do what they want it to do or what it ends up doing for its lifespan. Um, And then going from there, selling a can as an NFA item, a used suppressor as an NFA item is just a losing battle because you've got transfer fees and everything else. And it kind of just blanks out the cost of the device itself and makes it untenable. Um, You know, somebody might let you Somebody might pay you a transfer fee or something like that to purchase a suppressor for you but they're probably not going to pay for the actual can itself. You're pretty much be giving it away. So it is a, you know, one and done decision in this case. Make sure that, you know, each can you're choosing that you're you're, you know, you're getting what you want. You know, so work your way through that. Um, so at this stage of the game, we've we've you know we've gone to Cap City Outfitters, followed the link, registered with Silencer Shop. We've done our fingerprints, we've done our photo, we've set up our trust, we've gone to our banking institution, created a a payment methodology that allows the trust to purchase um, the trust to purchase tax stamps, devices, etc. And now you've worked your way through what device you want to you want to actually buy. Um, one of the things you're going to have to do at some point in this process, and it's pretty much irrelevant when exactly you do it, is you're going to need to go to the ATF's eForms page. Um, and if you literally type in ATF eForms in, your, in a Google browser or in Safari or whatever, it's going to pop up the ATF e- eForms page. You are going to have to go to the page. You're going to have to click on as a, like a first-time visitor, and give them some information they're going to email you a user ID and a temporary password you're gonna go back and log back in create your own password and PIN number when you populate your eForms account again please make sure that you use you know full first name full middle name full last name just like you did on silencer shop you use the exact same phone number for contact the exact same email address for contact all those things need to match up exactly with what you did at Silencer Shop, if you're utilizing Silencer Shop's um, services to process the Form 4. Because at some point when you go to certify all this before it goes to the ATF, if something doesn't match up, the two pieces of software don't talk to each other and it creates a bit of a train wreck. Um, So, you're going to want to go to eForms, get registered, put that user ID, that password, and the PIN number, you're going to give them a PIN number, um, put that in a safe place that's easily accessible. So when you get the email that says, hey, your stuff's ready to certify, call your dealer. Um, your dealer hopefully says to you right off the bat when you pick up the phone, hey, cool, we're ready to certify, rock and roll. Do you have your ATF forms user ID password and pin number and you're so excited because you're starting getting the process rolling to actually send this off that you go yeah 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 i got it i got it let's go i want to get this done cool i'm so happy right now oh my god it's great my dog's licking my face i'm going to get a can this is really cool um oh look my wife's getting undressed too man i don't know how today could be any better and you're super super happy um and then you realize that what you have actually is your login information for silencer shop and not the other stuff and it creates a massive wrinkle because the atf eForms forms page times out and your suppressor application goes into ATF Purgatory and takes about 30 more days to recover before you can recertify. So make sure you put those passwords and all those IDs and PIN numbers and stuff in a safe place where you can access them easily. And then the final thing as you're going through all this, the ATF eForms website um, was generated by Gandalf um, or somebody significantly older than Gandalf who does not understand how technology works, maybe even how electrons work or that they exist or something. Uh, The site does not render well on mobile devices, on cell phones and stuff like that. It can be extremely tedious to certify um, because the ATF doesn't care about customer service in any way, shape or form. So they created the the, doo the octogenarian or septogenarian or whoever who created this site a decade ago. but anyway, that's a whole other conversation. It doesn't work well with your phone. So when you go to certify or go to do stuff around eForms, you probably want to be on a laptop, at the very least an iPad that you can navigate the screen size a little more easily. But a lot, it's a lot better on a laptop, PC, whatever, desktop. Um, so you probably want to try and do most of the work you do on eForms via that. That does include the certification process. Uh, once you've certified, you're going to go... Coms dark for probably about nine months you're not going to hear anything from silencer shop probably not from the atf or anyone else and then the atf will respond hopefully with an approved form 4 Uh, they no longer mail out paperwork with a actual physical tax stamp unless you request that at the beginning of the process and i i don't know that that's necessarily a good idea at this point because i think that still takes quite a bit longer but i don't have confirmation of that recently Um, they're going to send you your approved form 4 via email they're going to copy me on it as well Um, so both of us will have that when you receive that email please give us a call and say hey i got my approved my approval my stamp back on my suppressor my name is or you can start off with my name is and i just got an email from the atf saying that i'm good to go i want to pick my stuff up Uh, we generally need about 24 hours because we have to physically pull your can out of a secure storage and then we've got to put paperwork together on our end that we have to keep forever and ever and ever and ever and ever amen Um, So that, you know, we need to get those copies together and stuff like that, um, all the while running the rest of our regular business. So if you could give us a call, you know, we'll say, yeah, that's cool, stop by tomorrow, we'll get you squared away. Um, We're generally gonna ask for a copy of your trust if you purchased under a trust, because we will need that to out-process it and keep with our records, because the trust is the buyer, even though you're working as the trustee. Uh, So when you come in, you know, we'll need a copy of that trust. If you could copy that for us um, two-sided, um, and bring it in like that, or email me the PDF and I'll print it out for you. No big deal. Happy to do that. Um, we'll put the form four information together with that. Uh, by the way, you want to make extra copies of the trust and the tax stamp for you, the approved form four for you, because you will need both the approved form four with the stamp and your trust to be uh, with you when you're in possession of whatever NFA device you just purchased. So, um, you know, we get kind of walk through the whole process there. That's that's about. 20 minutes of me talking nonstop, which I'm pretty good at, um, but that's all. It's it's not that this is a difficult process, but it is it is complicated. There's yeah. a lot of steps.
0: Yeah. The other thing, remember, when you are picking up your suppressor, um, you will be filling out a 4473, just like you were purchasing a firearm. Yes. Um, so you do you need government issued identification with your current address?
1: Yes. Everything updated. Um, I don't know for whatever reason during COVID with the housing weirdness and everybody taking the opportunity to sell. Um, their cracker box for a million dollars or whatever it was they sold it for Uh, we have a metric boatload of folks who have not updated their address Um, as a grown-ass man or a grown-ass woman um, it is your duty to keep your uh, information updated with the BMV and all that fun stuff and so um, you know there are supplemental docs you can put along with that there are people out there who do not have matching ID Address information on their ID for security purposes because of their job field. If you are one of those folks, no big deal. Just make sure that you have supplemental ID to go along with that. If you have questions about what that is, please give us a call at the shop and we'll walk you through some options that you can bring along with you. Um, probably the best one out there, even if you're LEO, maybe especially if you're LEO, is a concealed carry permit from the state of Ohio. Um, not only does that give you a second ID that you don't necessarily have to carry with you all the time because you got a freaking badge, so you can throw that in the safe. When you go to pick up a suppressor or go to buy a gun, grab that ID, take it with you. Uh, For certain shops like ours, you do not have to go through the background check process if you have a current Ohio CHL. Unfortunately, if you're law enforcement, even a sworn officer, I still have to run a background check on you if you don't have a CHL. There's some technical legal reasons for that that are kind of stupid, um, but you probably already knew that at this point. So, But if you have your CHL with your actual address and you don't carry it with you all the time, it does not present that security risk, but it does give you an easy state-issued secondary ID uh, that can make purchasing a gun a lot easier and gives you that backup to do this as well. Uh, so something to add to that conversation um additionally you know there's some other types of id you know things like change of address forms if you've moved um certificate for of uh, title or, or registration for a vehicle that's issued by Ohio by the state some different things like that um and, and some other stuff so you know if you got something like that going on you know like I said if you're not sure give us a call before you stop in because there's nothing more frustrating than coming in to pick up your toy you've been waiting nine months for only to find out you've got to go to the BMV and wait in line Um, with the peasants and get your stuff updated so uh, because that's that's super frustrating for folks Um, again that's like 20 to 25 minutes of just talking straight about the process it's not that it's difficult silencer shop makes it as easy as it's gonna be Um, and it is turnkey I mean they walk you through the process they hold your hand the entire way and they can provide you support at almost every single turn in the conversation as well um, with the exception of like ID and stuff like that obviously so so as you're burning through this process if you run into issues you know comments concerns things like that by all means if it's a technical thing about a suppressor then call silencer shop and ask them if it's a technical thing about the process give us a call and we'll help you out with that or call silencer shop either one they can do that too um and and, you know we'll make this work for you uh we want you to have the suppressor out there because from a tactical perspective if you'd ever need to use you know weapon in self-defense The suppressor is probably going to keep you from going deaf shooting guns off inside of houses sucks um even with a can it's not super pleasant but without a can it's it's horrible um and then it also makes the whole process a lot more fun and hey they're freaking cool yeah they're cool everybody should have one because they're cool did i mention they're cool yeah yeah folks at silencer shop are awesome to work with um we're the same old curmudgeons we've always been but we're pretty good at this at this point um so if, if you can have patience a little bit of patience with the atf because the atf sucks at this um they've had a freaking year and they still suck at it Um, uh, but it's getting better hopefully we'll see time speed up as we post this we're running about nine months 270 280 days something like that is what we're seeing uh on e-forms returned uh still seeing some paper come back that's that's a year or more um which is why we're saying that we wouldn't do paper we do e-forms um and so you know it is a little bit of a process time-wise but the difficulty is all up front and then the waiting is probably the hardest part and just put it out of your mind and rock on so uh, as you have questions about this again the process give us a call the device i'm going to tell you that i'm not the right guy to ask about which device I, i have some opinions and they've changed because i bought the wrong suppressor three different times for different reasons that I found out that were just weren't the best reasons, actually. So uh, we do have some guys in the shop here that are pretty good at this, but it just depends on what day of the week you're in. And I hate saying that, but I'm, I'm the one who should know, but it's too much to keep track of. It changes it too quickly.
0: Definitely changes too quickly. And,
1: and we outsource that knowledge base to Silencer Shop, and they do an outstanding job with it. So we're gonna, we're gonna stick with that, because it seems to work. So uh, that is all I have on the process. Again, if you have questions, please give us a call. Uh, if you have questions about devices call silencer shop if you have questions about the process call us and we'll we'll walk you through it we'll get you rocking and rolling if you're in the area stop by you can actually do full money registration on the silencer shop kiosk Um, you don't have to do it at home it is nice to do it at home in your underwear with a beer in your hand on your couch with a laptop Uh, but you can also do it in the shop too and do almost everything in here all at once um, if that's more convenient for you Uh, you know so stop on by during business hours and we'll get you rocking and rolling but that's buying a suppressor 101 uh all that a lot of this information too is also available in video tutorials on silencer shops website they answer a ton of questions there too about the process you can check there and not have to listen to me uh or come talk to me and deal with me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, you could do it at home in your underwear with your beer in your hand but you can't come in here in your underwear with a beer in your hand no no No. or smell like weed either one so
0: yeah cool yeah. Um, on that note, as we come across interesting things, we try to get them up on our social media provided. We think we can sneak it past the robot sensors, at um, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, we're Cap City Outfitters too. On Facebook search for Cap City Outfitters, um, on our website com. you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or links to our suppressor page over at silencershop.com. Uh, And we also have a weekly newsletter that comes out on Fridays. You can sign up for that on the website or send us an email to info at com. And then we're here in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, We're here 10 to 5 Tuesday through Friday and then 10 to 3 on Saturdays. And we look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's try and make the world a little quieter place.